Welcome into this week's edition of On the Spot. I'm Tony Mulvey, joined by Zach Strickland. Zach, how's it going? Great. So, you know, <laughs> today's not, well, we're going to talk about the LMI. It came out last Tuesday. Right. So just kind of getting a breakdown of what the boots on the ground members are seeing in the freight market, those logistics managers. We'll bring up the first chart. Or, so kind of lay the land. LMI is a diffusion index. Anything above 50 indicates expansion. Anything below 50 indicates contraction. Back above 50 and accelerating above 50. But I think there's reason maybe for pause of why this is above 50 for if you're a carrier or broker in the space. Maybe not the best thing, whereas if you're in the warehousing space, might not be so bad right now. Yeah, I think you really have to break the LMI into components because yes. we've had this huge divergence of kind of correlation between warehousing and transportation. Yep. And, and not just there, but also in the way that capacity is represented yes. uh, is very different. So you can have this push and pull on this index and aggregate that really doesn't tell you a clear, I, I think, story of the logistics space. Yeah. So <laughs> what better way to do than to break it down? And the first one, I think this is the one I look at the most because we talk about it, you saw retailers really talking about it mm -hmm. in what, early 2022, realized that they had an inventory problem. Right. So looking at what the inventory costs are and the inventory levels, and we see inventory levels at 47.4, still in contraction, not really a surprise. Mm -hmm. I think what's interesting is the largest retailers have been able to reduce their inventory. I think it was Walmart in their latest quarter was down 17% year over year, Target down. 5%. I may have those yep. backwards, but either way, they've made reductions in inventory, but they can do that in ways that maybe smaller retailers aren't able to because one, they have the scale nationally to, hey, if we take a 10% a reduction on TVs to move that inventory, it is easier or it's better for us overall than to sit there and hold inventory, especially when you look at costs. Inventory costs continue to rise. And I think that is a mm -hmm. reason, well, one reason why they realized they had an issue and we've got to make changes. Yeah. Human nature is to overcorrect. Yeah. Uh, and it's very hard to be precise with any of our actions, especially when we're talking about and, and the aggregate. Yeah. Uh, and Walmart, of course, has scale. Target has scale. They yeah. can't. It's really, really hard to target inventory levels to the precision, especially in a moving target environment, yeah. economic environment that we're in. So. I think my takeaway here, my largest takeaway, especially for any transportation provider, is that inventories are still correcting. Yes. We're still moving down, but this is actually a good sign in the way that they're selling more than they're bringing in. Yes. So that means in the future state, there's the potential that they actually start ordering more goods or at least in a more predictable manner. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and I think the part that goes into that is what happens with the consumer? I think that's mm -hmm. the kind of this guessing game that's that's the big unknown moving yeah forward. i mean because, economics are not great for the consumer because like you said it, it kind of sets them up mm -hmm. to order stuff in the future but they're at this point they're not going to order it if they know it's not going to move because again right. costs are so high to hold inventory mm -hmm. and and you can go into warehousing i didn't bring it up today but you can go in and look at warehouse prices and availability and like that it's just their constraints across the board and it's expensive and I think that's part of the reason why, one, that future order cycles may, I don't want to say change, but it's like 
there's so much unknown on the consumer front that they're not going to yeah. face the yeah. issues that they faced back in 2022. They're hesitant. They're yes. hesitant to do what they just did, yes. which is over order. Exactly. And that's why inventory levels continue to contract is yep. because they're still kind of hesitant. Now, the, when I say future, I, I don't know if that's three months, if that's six months. Yeah, there should be a year. It. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, until they start to feel more confident and what their consumers are going to do. And I don't think that we see any reason to think that the consumers are gonna start ordering as like more at yeah. least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially when you look at the CPI that came out this morning, came in higher than expectations, mm -hmm. but you look at real wages were negative again. And I yeah. think that's, so consumers dollars aren't going as far as they were, and it's not keeping up with the rate of inflation right. to, to some extent, right? That's on a month-to-month -month basis. They are up slightly year over year, but it's not enough to go out there and spend willy-nilly, especially when you start looking at savings rates so low yeah, that there's so many questions. We're, we're still dealing with the impacts of that pandemic era inflation. Yes. It, it, it may not be supply chain bottlenecks anymore yes. or the lack of, or the inflated demand, but we're still seeing the impacts. All these labor negotiation deals, that actually increases inflation over yeah. time. The rate in, uh, the federal funds rate increase actually increases inflation. Yeah. It the only purpose that they do that is to destroy demand, Yes. but it actually still inflates the price of things in the long run. So mm -hmm. we are still flushing all of this stuff out in the inflationary figures, which means that the Fed could raise rates again. It, it sure feels <laughs> like that is on the table and it, it would be a concern just because we've gone so far so fast mm -hmm. that it's almost like it's not felt it had the brunt of these increases hasn't yeah. really been felt because when you think about how like a, a credit card, for example, the interest rate, right? It's annual mm -hmm. and they break it down month to month. Well, if it's gone from 24 to 28, 29%, you may not necessarily feel that on a monthly basis, like yeah. those increases, because they're, they're relatively small. But as over the course of year, the year and it catches up, it'll eventually be felt, especially when you add in the fact that we have what? over a trillion dollars outstanding in credit card debt. We've got an amazing amount of debt uh, to deal with in the economy and, and not just in America, but in yeah. the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, there's a ton of debt out there. And at some point that bill comes due, it's, it's, it's really up to the banks yeah. <laughs> to figure out what that means. Absolutely, well, Zach, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me on this mm -hmm. week's edition of On The Spot. Right now we'll take a quick break, but we'll be back with more Freight Waves now.